Here Be Dragons is a podcast of Christ City Church in Vancouver, BC, Canada. Here, we'll aim to talk about what it means to faithfully follow Jesus in our post-Christian context, all with the aim of making missional disciples for the sake of the neighborhood. If you'd like to know more about Christ City Church and get connected to a neighborhood church, you can email info at christcitychurch.ca. Well, welcome to the Here Be Dragons podcast. My name is Jake. I'm joined today by Allison Landry, the Director of Worship at Christ City Church South Vancouver, and Leslie Lee, one of our elders here at Christ City Church South Vancouver. Allison is an additionally a fitness instructor as well. Is that the right term, Allison? Yes. Fitness instructor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was sort of the right term. Yeah. Allison's a fitness instructor as well. Like expert, but yeah. Fitness expert, sorry. <laughs> Leslie is a gym rat. Is that the right term? <laughs> yeah. <I guess laughs> so. An old guy. Yeah. Leslie, Leslie's <laughs> the guy who's always at the gym from morning to till, till night. Um, Leslie and Allison, it is great to have you with me today as we talk about our first subculture, that of fitness, wellness, especially in the city of Vancouver. Now, as you know, 50 years ago, uh, fitness and wellness was sort of the arena of weird people who ran (laughs) around streets and like hippies who drank like buckwheat uh, smoothies, but it since has exploded into the mainstream. It's everywhere now, everywhere you look. And Vancouver is one of these hubs for this fitness and wellness culture, hosting big companies like Lululemon uh, and, and the like here in our city. And so I'm excited about our conversation today as we dive in to this subculture. Have you worked out your whole life, Leslie? Uh, say I kind of started maybe in my late teens towards my early 20s, and I kind of stopped, like, you know, I did some weight training, um, you know, I've always, I was always kind of strong and fast, but never athletic, and then I kind of stopped, and once I got, you know, married, yeah, like, 23 <laughs> years ago, yeah, like, completely stopped, yeah, <laughs> but I've, I've been at it for probably, uh, almost 10 years now, yeah, interesting, yeah, yeah. and Allison, for you, you work out your whole life? No, you haven't, no, I mean, not really. I would say like maybe 16 and up, but I never ever would have ever dreamed or thought or planned that yeah. I would be doing like physical fitness for a living. Yeah. It was not even on the radar. Um, it just kind of happened. Yeah. How did that happen? Uh, when we decided that we were going to start having a family, then I knew... For me personally, I just needed something other than just being home wiping bums every day. <laughs> yeah. And at that stage, like physical fitness started to become more important, but mm. I knew that I just needed something. And so mm. I I started the journey of um, looking into being a fitness instructor. So I did all my certification just before I got pregnant with our oldest, Tasia. And didn't actually start teaching until I was pregnant. And what? Yes. And have been teaching ever since I was pregnant with Tasia. And it really, honestly, physical fitness and, and regular exercise got me through the young years of being a mom. Yeah. 100%. Uh, it was not just for physical health, but mental. Mm-hmm. It got me out of the house. And yeah, it just helped me gain confidence quicker yeah, and helped me recover quicker after yeah. having babies. And so that's when I started. Yeah. 
Allison, what was the connection in your church growing up, if there was one, between physical fitness and following Jesus? Was there any talk about like the importance of like physical fitness? Was there any talk about the importance of physical health or like like was there any sort of connection there or was that something that you had to put together on your own as a Christian sort of later as you figured things out? Yeah, I would say I figured it out later in yeah. life for sure. Uh, the church that I grew up in was great, but w- wouldn't be health wasn't like something right. that was talked about, especially from the pulpit. Right. And, you know, just taking care of your physical body wasn't necessarily ever brought up on a Sunday. Right. And it wasn't, it wasn't modeled well. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. How, about, how about for you, Leslie? Was there like any connection in the church growing up? I'm not sure how you would do this necessarily, like preach a sermon on like, you know, doing push-ups or like bench pressing. I'm not, that's what I'm talking about. But was there any sort of connection being made? No, I have never heard uh, any teaching or sermon on uh, physical fitness. And um, there was never any connection between that and our own spiritual disciplines, mm. right? And uh, I see that as a bit of a failure, um, and I think there's a few reasons why. Mm. But uh, no, it's it's never been talked about, although it's always been that, you know, you know, being fit and, and looking at other people who are fit, it's always been respected, right? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that, that topic where everyone wants to be fit and healthy, but there's no teaching, right? right. And, and there's no actually, you know, good teaching on it. So. Right. It seems like it's one of those topics, at least in the church, in my experience at least, that's sort of there, like we're physical people and we see other physical embodied people and yet we don't actually ever talk about it because we don't know how to talk about it. We also don't know like what's offensive and what's not offensive, what's appropriate, what, what's not appropriate. And so I'm really glad you guys are both here today so we can talk about this, uh, especially as we're examining various subcultures that are popular in our city. And so we live in Vancouver, if you don't <laughs> know that, but physical fitness wellness. Uh, these are big ideas uh, in our city. Leslie, you kind of hinted at it with your last response, but why is it important to be somebody who's a follower of Jesus, who considers their body, considers their physical well-being? What's the connection there that at least you've made in your own walk with Jesus? Well, I believe, um, you know, whatever God has created, and we know like if we look in Genesis, um, after you created the earth, created animals, created yeah. man, he said it was all good. So to me, um, you know, having this body, this physical form, it's a gift from God, yep. right? And as such, we should, you know, treat all the gifts from God with this respect, and we should um, do it with reverence and with um, an attitude where we, you know, uh, be good stewards, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of times we don't see taking care of our bodies as as being you know, in the same manner that we do in taking care of our families or, uh, or doing, you know, uh, what we do at work. Right. Um, and so for that, you know, that reason, I think, you know, it's quite important for us to yeah. take that seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's this incredible, like, sort of biblical theology I think we can trace, just as I've been thinking about this, thinking about our conversation coming up, where in the Old Testament, you, of course, have the tabernacle where God's people go to worship uh, like the living God where he he is, he, he's there and they're worshiping him. And in the New Testament, this new incredible reality is that we are the dwelling place. Our bodies, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, are the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. And so Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own 
you were bought with a price. And so, so glorify God with your body, uh, Paul, Paul says. And this is incredible, like deep, rich biblical truth that our bodies are now the indwelling place of this, you know, third person of the Trinity. Pretty, mm-hmm. pretty wild. Allison, how would you answer that question as a Christian? Why is it important that we at least think about Mm-hmm. These things. Think about our physical body. Think about what we eat and what we do and exercise and the like. Um, yeah, I think one of the errors that we can make as Christians is overemphasizing the importance of taking care of our souls mm. and then totally neglecting the mm. care of our physical bodies. Yeah. And we have to be good stewards of both. Yeah. Both matter. And on earth, we're embodied people. And in our resurrection state, we're also embodied. Yeah, that's good. And... Mm. So we, like Leslie said, our bodies weren't just made by God. They were masterfully made by the creator of the universe. Mm -hmm. And so to steward that. And also, I just feel like as Christians, we're supposed to live our lives to glorify God, like 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20 that you said. So glorify God in your body. And so I I want to display the glory of God mm. to the watching world mm-hmm. by how I care for my body, but also how I care for my soul. So both are equally important, I would say. Mm-hmm. If I only emphasize the the importance of caring for my soul, mm-hmm. but I lived like a glutton and I was lazy, sure, um, that wouldn't be bringing glory to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. There seems like there's two sides of the ditch that we can fall off on here, where on one hand, we just care about our soul, Right to the neglect of of our body. And on the other hand, perhaps much more prevalent, and perhaps in the church, but definitely outside of the church, is this: uh, like I'm going to invest in my body, and so mm-hmm. we see that in our city all the time, right? Where whether it's you know going to the juice bar to get your shot of juice. I don't know if any of you do that. If you do, that <laughs> that's fine. Uh, but you know, or or the, or the you know, they get the IV bag of vitamins. And, you know, to, to work out, that's not a shot at anybody in particular, but there may be a person on staff who does that. Who knows? Um, you know, like, so we do things which are good, but but it's it's a billion dollar industry and a growing industry. And then you have on the far side of that spectrum, the Silicon Valley types who are like, how do we make it so that people live forever so that we can never die? So that we can, you know, be these eternal sort of creatures. Is that maybe too simplistic of an understanding, Leslie? Or is that, do, do you feel like that's fairly, fairly accurate? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the sad thing is, you know, when God creates things, he intended it all to be good, right? And unfortunately, you know, sin gets in the way and man gets in the way and mm-hmm. he takes what um, the Lord has made good and, you know, man turns it into something worse, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to your point in, in terms of the marketing of, you know, the body and, and you know, how the... the not you know not the entire fitness industry, but you see you know certain fitness you know publications they'll they'll you know have photo of like the perfect body right? yeah and and you know and that's sad because people will look at that and think oh and then they look at themselves in the mirror and say I I'm I'm not complete mm-hmm. uh, un- until I have that kind of a a body or that perfection right. And so there's always been that struggle I think with with a lot of people in attaining that. And, um, and so we just have to be very careful that, that we don't put ourselves fully into, you know, what we see out there in the industry. And by the way, a lot of those magazine, um, you know, photos, we all know they're all, they've all been Photoshopped. Sure. There's a certain way you can kind of, 
uh, you know, photograph something, you know, uh, with shadows involved and yeah. you can see all the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, you know, without seeing all the imperfections, yeah. right? So we got to be careful that what you see yeah. is not always the reality, right? So. so so am I understanding both of you right in that our bodies are important. We should care for our bodies. We should uh, exercise however and whatever ways we can to eat well. But at the same time, there is this unobtainable um, healthy body uh, that our culture has sort of propagated and lifted up that, that really is not helpful for the follower of Jesus. And Alison, I'm wondering, especially as a woman who's in the fitness space, working in that space, uh, like what is that like in terms of like wrestling with that idea, working with other women who are wrestling through that idea? Um, like what what is that experience like? Help, help Leslie and I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um... Well, I think, sadly, the world has become completely obsessed with their image mm -hmm. and appearance in an unhealthy way mm. to the point where, um, you know, I tell my girls, you can't judge a book by its cover, but you also can't look at a photo and and uh, just take it for what it's worth. Yeah, assume because, that it's real. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, behind every photo of every absolutely perfect photo photographed woman there's a story mm. and we don't know the fullness of that story so mm. we don't know the physical cost that it took for that girl to look yeah. that way whether it was you know something that she had done to her body yeah. to make her look that way or the amount mm. of food she didn't eat to look that way mm -hmm. or how she just manipulated just the healthy way of getting your body to a certain place so you can get that perfect photograph. Mm -hmm. So you don't know the, the brokenness behind those photos, whether or not she has a smile on her face, you just don't know. Right. Um, and so I totally agree with Leslie, like the, the fitness industry and social media have taken the very known insecurities of female women mm -hmm. And have used those insecurities to profit and make money. Yeah. And they're making a lot of money. Yeah. And so it's really sad. I think the, the outcome can be actually quite devastating. Yeah. Uh, we see much more um, insecurities growing at younger ages, yeah. which leads to depression, which leads to anxiety, yeah. eating disorders, and sadly, it can also lead to um, people taking their own lives because they buy into the lie that if you do this, you will look like this. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what you, you get mm -hmm. all over social media. This is your six-week plan. And at the end of it, this is, this is what you're going to look like. And when they don't, mm -hmm. they feel like they failed. Mm -hmm. they're, not, they're, worth, they're, they're not worth as much. And uh, they're left feeling empty. And so... I feel very broken about it. I think there's a very healthy way to look at fitness and there's a healthy way to set goals. Each person is an individual and each person can get healthier in a, in a, in a healthy way that works for them. And unfortunately, the fitness industry just kind of shows one way to get there. Yeah. And um, there's, there's girls that, that might work out every single day and eat the cleanest that you could ever imagine. And they will never, mm -hmm. ever look like that photo. It's just not how God's designed them mm -hmm. to be. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so it's, it's, a sad, it's a sad state. And it's sad also just to see the, the benefit of the fitness industry 
off of the insecurities mm-hmm. of the people that they know that are going to buy in. To ask you a question, Allison, you work in this space. And so having said all that we've said so far about maybe more of the dark side of this subculture in terms of profiteering off of, you know, insecurity in terms of like promoting unhealthy body images. Um, they're also though, what we want to say during this season of our podcast is there's probably a redemptive mm-hmm. side to this. And so Allison, knowing all that, you know, and all that you've just said about this, about this world, how do you as a follower of Jesus, uh, seek, uh, to maybe, op- uh, act in opposition or against these trends that you see so heavily uh, in this industry? What are some things that you just do, both as someone who works out and, and tries to eat healthy, but also as someone who's who's coming alongside others who are battling these insecurities, mm-hmm. who are battling through all these sorts of things? What do you try to do as a follower of Jesus? Um, in just encouraging healthy living, mm-hmm. you know, and encouraging you know, I'm very cautious about the words I use when I teach fitness classes, mm. when I'm talking with my daughters, and when I'm training people um, one-on-one to to use language that is encouraging, motivating, and honest, and helping people go f- get from from one place to the other, and set goals that that make sense for them. So I talk a lot about feeling strong, yeah, feeling confident. And when I talk to my girls, I always say strong is beautiful. Mm. When you feel strong, you feel beautiful. You stand taller, you walk taller. So it's never, ever about, like, I never, ever talk about preparing your body for for your summer. Mm. It's just constantly getting stronger, starting to love your body and be comfortable with it. Um, one of my favorite stories is from a client that I've trained. She's a She's a middle-aged woman who's always struggled with her weight and after you know kind of eventually getting over the hump and starting to exercise with me which was a huge hurdle because she was insecure uh, she started to gradually gain confidence over time safely and she actually got really comfortable in her own skin and she felt beautiful she didn't lose 30 pounds but she she got stronger mm. and she probably lost some, but I don't ever weigh myself or clients. Mm. And so I don't know how much she weighs, but she felt great to the point that she was able to help her husband carry a kayak from their camper to the lake for the first time ever. And when she put the kayak down, she burst out in tears because she had never been able to wow. do that before. So it's just helping people achieve goals that make them feel good about themselves and and enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. Leslie, you're also uh, the parent of two children. How do you talk to your kids about healthy eating, um, exercising within the framework of also trying to raise not only just good, responsible children, but disciples of Jesus? How, how do you think about that as a parent? Is it just something that you try to model uh, for them, or is this something that there's a certain degree of intentionality uh, behind it? Well, fortunately, both my kids are fairly active, and uh, just to let you know, my kids are older. I think well, Jacob's twenty, and yeah, Anna's eighteen. So <laughs> <laughs> um, they've always been active as little kids, but the, right now they, you know, they do work out on their own. Uh, in fact, I, I train Jacob on on the weekends. He goes with me to to uh, do the strength training at, at the gym. Um, but I've I've always encouraged my kids uh, not to to train. Just for appearance, you know, um, you know, 
because those things don't last. I mean, mm-hmm. eventually our bodies are going to mm-hmm. waste away, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm telling them, don't train to, to outrun or, or outlift anybody else, but train to outlast. And, and what I mean by that is um, there's a longevity in, in um, keeping uh, up with a healthy and, and fit lifestyle. You know, we're not um, doing this for the short term. We're doing this to, to you know, strengthen ourselves, as Allison says, to, to, to be strong, and not just physically, but to be confident in what you do and to stand taller Right. And, um, and of course, you know, you're going to get some Christians saying, well, yeah, you can't be confident in yourself. That's true. But I think it, you know, by having that self-discipline in your fitness and being strong, confident, it'll lead into your spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. you know, and that's so important. Can you, can you elaborate on that, Leslie? Sure. Is there a connection between being physically disciplined and being spiritually disciplined? Oh, for sure. Um, to me, you know, physical fitness really starts with the mind, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm reminded um, what is, you know, what Scripture says in, in Romans 12, right? Renew, be renewed, right? Mm-hmm. Renew of the mind. And um, it starts with believing, um, uh, you know, what your fitness journey can do for you, right? And so um, when you first start in your fitness journey, you really have to kind of set yourself to take those small steps and be consistent and develop, start developing habits which turn into uh, good behaviors, right? And so, in a way, physical fitness for me helps me to maintain those disciplines of mm. um, prayer, uh, devotions, um, caring for other people, um, learning how, how to talk to people and how to um, love people and how to confront people <laughs> and speak uh, words of wisdom and uh, correction mm-hmm. if necessary uh, in, in my counseling with people, right? And so with, you know, physical fitness, that discipline, that confidence helps kind of drive those kind of, you know, uh, disciplines in, in my spiritual walk right. with the Lord, right? Right. And, you know, also helps me to kind of keep awake at the elders meetings, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I I mean, seriously, like, like you you just take a look around you at like the fit people that, that you see, they have much more energy, like, and it could be very subtle, but, but they, they'll pay attention more. Yeah. And and I think that's, that's a really good point you bring up, Leslie. (laughs) I I want us to talk about this because in Philippians one, um, Paul talks about if I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. And he's comparing like, you know, I'd rather depart and be with Christ. But if I'm to be here, it means fruitful labor. And one of the connecting points I think for us today is, listen, we have years, Lord willing, mm-hmm. uh, of fruitful labor ahead of us. Like, do we want to be healthy enough and able to do those things the Lord has called us to do? So there's a way in which we are loving our neighbor. We are loving uh, those who do not yet know Jesus and those who already do in the church family. When we do steward our bodies well, giving ourselves that opportunity to love and serve them, to have that fruitful labor that Paul talks about uh, in in Philippians 1. I I want to ask you, Allison, because uh, Leslie hinted at this. There's a number of texts in the Bible that put us in our place. And so I think of Ecclesiastes 3. uh, 19. For what happens to the children of man and what happens to the beasts is the same. As one dies, so does the other. (laughs) They all have the same breath, and man has no advantage over the beast, for all is vanity. Psalm 90, teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. 
death is this ever-present reality for the Christian. And in Christ, we can look at death without fear and approach death without fear. How, how do you think about death, or maybe, or not death, working out and, and being active, and yet still have that informed by the fact that one day, Allison, like your, your 400 squats or 5,000 squats that you do mm-hmm. in a day, yeah. uh, will one day, you know, <laughs> dwindle down to only 20 you know, or, or only 50 or, or, or something like, how do you think about that? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that as I age, I want to continue to be the strongest I can be physically right. at whatever age. And also the, the more centered I can be spiritually at any age. Um, so I think it's very important to, to emphasize the spiritual discipline and the physical and if I was to ask my family, like lots of times when I want a, an honest assessment of how I'm doing in life, you ask your family. Um, and so I'll ask my family, do you think I'm a disciplined person? Mm. And they might say, yeah, you're super physically disciplined. Mm. But they might not see that I'm spiritually disciplined because I'm emphasizing too much on the physical. Mm. Um, but if, if I can ask them if they think I'm a disciplined person and they see a well balance of you know, putting a, putting good time and effort into taking care of my body, but also taking time to read and pray and serve the church and care for others. Um, if there's a well balance of that throughout however many years the good Lord gives me, I think that's a real good testimony to leave for them in their life. Yeah. 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 I would like both of you to answer this question. Someone watching right now who's a follower of Jesus who is, who is maybe doing well in their spiritual disciplines, meeting with the Lord, enjoying Him, but struggling to translate that into physical discipline and healthy eating, a healthy lifestyle, all those sorts of things. What would be some gospel-centered, Jesus-saturated, grace-filled words of encouragement that you would speak to that person today? So whoever, whoever uh, has, has any sort of thoughts or, or things they would say can, can answer first, but I'm, I'm curious as to how you would encourage <laughs> that person um, well, this morning. I'll go. Uh, I would say, I mean, even when I'm looking at spiritual goals that you would set, you know, January 1st, everybody sets these spiritual goals. And a lot of times right. you can set, set goals that are unattainable, just like that photograph of the woman that's just unattainable. It doesn't matter how much you work or how much you want that. Mm. It's just not attainable in the long run. So even for me, I've had to learn to be very gracious and allow myself to set small goals. And as I get into a spiritual habit of daily reading and praying, maybe I can add more time to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But to start gradual, like start with an attainable goal. And so I would say that for sure for physical fitness is you just need to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I always say is something's better than nothing. Mm. You know, um, now that all my classes are on Zoom, I always say you can like literally leave the the class at any time. All you have to do is push the button. Right. But as long as you start, that's the most important thing. Yeah. As long as you're moving, that's the most important yeah. thing. And you never regret a good sweat. Yeah. Just like you never regret getting out of bed and opening up the Bible. Yeah. It's always worth it. Yeah, I, I love that. And I love the what you're emphasizing there, Allison, starting with the why, like the right why. If your why is to obtain this body or like this unobtainable sort of self-centered um, sort of thing, 
uh, then it's not going to go well for you. But mm-hmm. if your why is to steward your body well as a follower of Jesus, if your why is to be healthy and strong in order to have fruitful years of labor, if your why uh, is to you know have have those sort of noble things ahead of you, then that's a good why. Yeah. Um, I want to just conclude by taking it in this direction. So we've talked about how we live faithfully in this fitness wellness space as followers of Jesus. But also, and both you can attest to this, there are great opportunities for evangelism in these spaces. As people search for meaning and purpose and wholeness and satisfaction, I don't know if you want to share a story or just ways that you've been able to share about the good news of Jesus and his healing and his wholeness that he brings through his gospel as you guys have lived and moved and operated uh, in this space. Either one of you uh, share on that. Yeah, for me, um, you know, I've wrestled with throughout my career of being a fitness instructor. I've been teaching for 16 years now um, and more so in the last 10 started my own boot camp business. But uh, there's been seasons where I really wrestled with does what I do matter? Mm. You know, is it just wasted time? Like all I'm doing is going from class to class, teaching people how to do like however many squats in a class. It's my favorite exercise. I've done it one of Allison's classes. Yeah. It's a lot of squats. It's a lot of squats. A lot of squats. It's a lot of squats. Maybe someone said too many squats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could ever do too many, but no. Oh, you could do too many. I think you could do too, too many. As I crawled around my house the next day, it was too many. It was too many. Sorry, Allison. Um, but yeah, I found myself uh, almost wondering, like, as a Christian woman, mm. is this the best use of my time? Like, is this is this really what I should be putting my my focus into? Even now that it's it's actually become a career path for me, which I would have never ever planned. And the Lord has been so gracious to to just uh, surround me with people in my classes that have encouraged me to know that what I'm doing is making a difference. Mm. Um, and so I teach out of the, the, the desire to, to form a community of people. Mm. So when you come into a class, you feel a part of a community. You're not just somebody in the back that, that I never learn your name, but I want people that come to my classes to be known and that I allow myself to be known by them, which means Brett and I open up our home and we host parties two times a year pre covid and we allow people of all walks of life to come into our home mm-hmm. to eat good food and to drink good drink and to have a good time. And every single time we open our home, there's always conversations that people ask about Brett and I knowing that he's a pastor and just how we live our life. And so I don't necessarily play praise and worship music <laughs> while I'm doing squats. <laughs> right. I think that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I do live my life in a way that that honors Christ and people come and they'll ask me about my life once they've kind of got to know me as a person yeah. through these classes. And it's been amazing to see people come to church through attending a fitness class or, you know, emails from people asking for prayer because they know I pray to a God, right? you know. Although it, there's only one true God, but they to them they that they know yeah. that I believe in something, and so it's I've had way more opportunities evangelistically through what I do for a job, and it's been really um, really rewarding. Yeah, how about for you, Leslie? Yeah, no, I totally agree with Allison. I I believe it's so important just to involve yourself in another community other than than your church family, right? 
And, you know, I can say, I mean, I've never led anyone to the Lord at the gym. However, I've had opportunities to pray for people. Mm. And it's funny because um, I think we we're training for a Spartan race and an obstacle race a couple of years ago. And one of the guys on our team, he was uh, sick, right? And I said, hey, I'm going to, I'll pray for you, right? And pray for healing, right? And so and he knows I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, he was well, you know, the following week. And then <laughs> another guy on our team, uh, you know, had a bad case of the flu, right? And then, you know, we, we have this WhatsApp uh, group, right, for a gym. And, um, you know, the, the, the friend who, you know, was healed and, and, and recovered, you know, said on the WhatsApp chat, <laughs> WhatsApp chat to the other friend, hey, you know, uh, you know, Leslie's prayer works, you know, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. those kind of things. So, you know, people know I'm a Christian and, and, um, and I'm hoping that it's, it's my character that shows, you mm-hmm. know, uh, more than, than, you know, what I can do <laughs> yeah. with a barbell. Right. Although yeah. that kind of helps, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I think it's, it's so important just for us to kind of rub shoulders. Um, because Otherwise, who else are they going to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, lean lean on in, in, in times when when there's trouble, right? <clears throat> so, uh, you know, I, I would say that our presence uh, among you know people, um, you know, especially in, in the fitness community, um, lends itself to 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 you know uh, having a presence of the Holy Spirit even yeah. in the gym, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's been my experience too that. Uh, as I've been on teams and played sports growing up, and even now I'm part of different uh, like act- activities. I think that's what you call them. We did the, Tough Mudder together. Yeah, Alice and I did Tough oh, Mudder yeah. together. Okay, yeah. okay. Alice uh, was essentially nice. dragging me along <laughs> as I was huffing and puffing yeah. down the course, and I thought I was very fit. This was like the fittest I've ever been in my entire life, and Alice was dragging me uh, on this course, which is very, very funny. But in these communities I've been a part of, I found, and Leslie, again, you hinted at it, when someone gets injured or that thing is taken away and they cannot do this thing. Mm-hmm. When that thing, which they love so much is taken away, you have an opportunity in that moment, in my experience, uh, to preach the hope of the gospel that cannot be taken from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is not, you know, an Achilles rupture away from leaving you. Because as many, you know, high end athletes will, will talk about, they have these injuries in their career and they're extremely devastating, right? Yeah. It causes these identity crises to, to occur because this is what they built their life upon. And so in my experience, I found, especially in team sports, yeah. there's an opportunity in those moments to preach the sufficiency of Christ who never leaves you, who, who, who's always with mm-hmm. you. Um, I want to I end it there. Allison, Leslie, I, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to come uh, and, and talk with us about this particular subculture <laughs> of fitness and wellness. I know this is something that many in our church uh, participate in and are curious about, especially in the city of Vancouver. So thank you so much, Leslie. Thank you so much, Allison, for being with us today. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of our Here Dragons podcast. If you'd like to listen to other episodes, you can find them on Spotify or iTunes. You can also find sermons from various Christ City neighborhood churches on our website and iTunes as well. See you next time.